Thank you for listening to Mimosas in the Morning. Good morning, everyone. I am Holly Vega with Military Home Base. And last week, I started my interview with Natasha Harth, who's all the way in Oki. She's a Marine Corps spouse. I'm wearing my Marine Corps shirt today that our dear friend Jolene got me when we were at Minnesota Week. So I'm supporting our Marine Corps because we're both Marine Corps spouses. And say, shout out to Jolene. I love my T-shirt. I do wear it as often as I can. And so I'm wearing it today. But um, we are here on part two. Um, sorry about last week. On my end, it went black and I couldn't hear Natasha. On your end, you can see everything live. So what do you do, right? What do you do? So we're going to do part two today. Natasha, how are you all the way in Okinawa? I'm good. I'm good. It's sweaty, of course. It's hot and humid here. We're in the throw of summer, but I'm staying cool, staying indoors as much as I can during the daytime and enjoying like the nice evenings outside. Yeah, all natural. <laughs> and I love the earrings. Thank you. You know, all the way in Okinawa and my favorite store imports Guatemalan fair trade goods. So I got those there. They're made in Guatemala and all women owned businesses, small businesses. And I just love their clothes, although their clothes are teeny sizes. Um, so I don't wear the clothes. I I very, very pretty. Like you're Thank like lingering over there. Yeah. It's colorful. Yeah. Here in Tampa, it's super hot. And we just started back to school. And, um, yeah, it's like it's like crazy, crazy morning rushing and all that. But due to the time difference, we're trying to like get our live in because yeah. it's not time there. Yeah, it is nine o'clock at night here. I just put the kids I, to bed. And everybody thinks that we talk all the time. I'm like, no, I I wish that was the case. We do not talk all the time. We usually yes. say like trying to even plan this was not. Well, we're an hour earlier because we were going to try to do it later in your morning, but then I was like, I'm tired. I need to do it now. tired, yeah, because if we try to do 9 o'clock, you're going night-night in, in Okinawa. Yes. So we do not, uh, but we have known each other for what? Almost 10, 10 years? years? Something like that. Yeah, it's been close to a decade now. Yeah. I love you. You were one of my first friends in 29 Palms. You were my my flower in the desert. Wow. <laughs> you know, thus links girls are. You bloom where you're planted. and. You know, you were the water on some of the flower. And yeah, I'm happy to know you that long. And all that good stuff. Well, thank you for joining us. So we got two questions because we're going to get to business now and talk about VA home loans or anything that's pertaining to that. But guys, you are a VA loan specialist. I try. No. <laughs> it so is. Talk a little bit about that because it's different, right? Than just being yeah. a loan oh, officer. Yeah. So give me a little background behind that. Yes. So um, the bulk of my business is the VA home loan. I maybe have done three conventional loans. Not to say that I can't. It's just that I take care of my military families and that's where my heart, my focus is. So there's a whole different set of guidelines. And actually the VA guidelines are very loosely interpreted. Uh, A lot of it's up to specific lender discretion. So it can get tricky sometimes when you're trying to compare apples to apples. But it is a more complex, but a wonderful benefit. In fact, it's I think it's like the best benefit that military families have because there's not another program out there that will let you buy a home with zero down and no mortgage insurance. So it's it's letting our military families have the dream of home ownership. Yeah. And like we um, talked about with being um, real estate, when they say that there's no you know fees, that's on the VA loan side. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. So yeah, VA always charges a funding fee unless you're disabled and exempt from those funding fees. It's up to the lenders that may or may not charge fees on top of that. 
And then there's closing costs that are out of every lender's control, um, taxes and insurance. You can't escape those, right? right. Um, for life. So taxes, right. insurance, your lawyer fees, stuff like that. And but, that vary every state to state, right? Yes. State county, county. One charge. It would make life so much easier if it was, right? Oh my gosh, yes. It would, but it's never going to be that way. career and move, you have to, you can't, and, and the thing is, you're not licensed in every no. single so what's the no, license? No. What so I'm licensed in Virginia and Maryland. And then my office, is, my partner is also licensed in DC, Pennsylvania, California, Florida. And we have some other states and territories covered in our, um, in our branch and then within our sister branch as well. But I really hone home because I'm a Virginia girl. Can't help mm -hmm. it. And so, I mean, that's like good to know because a lot of people, we are in this space. And there's a lot of people in this space and that's okay. Because yeah. everyone is doing something maybe similar but a little yeah. different, and you can all work within your absolutely. And I think I talk to more people that are outside of my service area than in, because mm -hmm. I'm always offering to review loan estimates, make sure there aren't any you know excessive lender fees or break down the explanation of charges. Because sometimes you, if you especially if you're working with a larger institution that doesn't have personalized service. A uh, customer might not know, well, what is this fee or what does it mean setting up my escrow? What does it mean by prepaid interest? So that's the part of my job that I enjoy the most is just explaining everything to yeah. everyone. And being educated. It's a powerful thing, right? Yes, it is. Powerful, yeah. powerful tools. Because when you don't know it, you get educated. And let me tell you, I started working, it's been a, 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 a whole year. It's been a whole year. As of two weeks How's ago. Has been a year? working for a military home base which is owned by iris green who is a army military spouse and uh, our cfo is jason and he is an air force brat um but i started working with him a year ago i had no clue to any of this stuff other than we had bought two homes before and um didn't have no problems but now I look back and like i'm so well prepared when we buy that final home because have air yes. Here. So we are we're knocking at that door of like soon of um, I get excited. I have my folder <laughs> and there ours says you got way too expensive taste. I'm like, it's just so exciting though. They think that like, you know, we're gonna this this could be a possibility or that can, but you can have a home. But understanding all of the things that um, they have been teaching me or the things that I get to see that you're doing is gonna make um, Javier and I um, better home buyers. In the future. You know what my favorite thing to do is, especially if I'm killing time in the airport or sitting somewhere waiting for something, I get online and I look at properties in our retirement destination, even though I know they're not going to be available two years right. from now when we retire. I can't help myself. I, I do. It's I get so excited. Yeah. And I, and I send it to send it to Javier and I send it to um, to Iris and then I say, hey, what's this? And what do you think? She's like, I'm not, I'm not a realtor in that area. And she's really good. Even though she's my friend, she's like, I can't tell you. That's not my life. I'm not, I'm not in South Carolina. I can't tell you. I'm like, well, I'm you should go get your license in South Carolina so you can help me. And she's like, that's not going right. <laughs> to happen. Oh, you She always says, stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. I know. I know. So the first question for you today is, um, are the VA appraisal and inspection flat fees? Okay. So are they flat right. fees? And then does the VA assign someone or send someone out? Mm -hmm. And does our loan officer request one for us? And yeah. asking, um, like, if this is like anything that goes like first timers or if that's just for second time and how, how does that process work without 
for those questions. Did I give you two minutes? No, it's okay. We're going to unpack it. So you said uh, VA inspection and appraisal. We're going to table mm -hmm. the inspection. I'll come back to that because okay. it's completely different than the appraisal. So the VA does have a list of approved appraisers and the lender, as soon as you go under contract, the first thing a lender should do would be send out an appraisal because that has to be in before you close. And there's a timeline that the appraisal can happen. And that can sometimes come down to the wire, whether or not you can close early on your home, close on time. So the very first thing that should happen after you have a ratified accepted contract on both sides is get the appraisal sent out. The lender will arrange for it, but they don't actually, um, how can I say it? They're not the ones that are appraising the home. It has to go through a third party because they, they can't have a fiduciary or a vested interest in appraising the home when they go out. Because of course a lender wants the home to be appraised for whatever the contract price is because they want to close the deal. The prospective you know, customer of the home wants the home appraised because they want the home. The seller wants it because they want to sell the home. So it has to be a completely disinterested third party that's vetted through the VA to do it. So once you, once you go under contract for a home, you let your lender know. That's why it's really important, not just so, like, for your realtor to know that, but contact your lender right away. Let them know the offer was accepted, and that way they can go ahead and order the appraisal. It isn't necessarily a flat fee across the board. It varies by state and county. So I know like in the Virginia area, it's the mid, it's right around 500. It could be, you know, 450 to 550-ish. It varies a little bit, but there's not a set, you know, fee for the appraisal. It's just, I can give you my experience ballpark. And the reason that the appraisal is so important is because the lender wants to protect their interests. They don't want to give you more money than the home's worth because worst case scenario, something happens to the home or you stop paying on the loan. They want to know that they have their money back from it. And it's also to protect the veteran because they don't want to buy a home that's worth more or worth less than what the seller is selling it for. You don't want to be upside down in equity. So two reasons that's super important to get done and get done right away. Now the inspection <laughs> is a little different. So the inspector, you as the home uh, buyer will hire your own inspector. There's all kinds of different inspectors out there. I've seen them for a hundred and something dollars all the way up to 400 and something dollars. And I will say a lot of times you get what you pay for. Like when we bought our home in Northern Virginia, we paid 430 for our inspection and the guy scheduled it on a rainy day to make sure that there were no leaks in the roof, flew a drone on top of our house, crawled in the attic upstairs. He did find a leak that did get fixed and he went through um, everything, the age of our appliances, the HVAC system, the plumbing. He even wrote on the inspection report that they had to remove a dead mouse from the trash can in the kitchen. Like, it was very detailed. But, that, but that's a good thing because I, I don't want to move into a house messing with a dead rat yet. Yeah, that was a surprise when we went through <laughs> for sure. But the inspection, um, it just protects your investment in the house. Not only the, what the home is worth, but also all the major components of your home. You want to make sure that you, even if you say, okay, I know the HVAC's 10 years old, we might have to replace it down the road. That might be a deciding factor on one, getting a home uh, warranty or two, asking the seller to, you know, upgrade or replace it. So you just want to have eyes wider when you go into something because this is your largest life purchase. So two different things, both of them very important. One mandatory, the inspection is not, but I would never recommend passing that up. I was just to say, but it's more, yes. you know, unless they're charging you $3,000, but then if that's the case, you need to go somewhere else, right? Yeah, I'm not doing that. So make sure that's in a reasonable rate. And then definitely, definitely, I would say it's, it's worth it. I, would, I mean, especially when I hear all the stories of things that can happen. Um, and long-term costing you even more. Um, yeah, it's yeah. So, so worth having that home inspection. So 
And always have a tendency for it to where right. you can uh, waive that right, which means that if you do get a home inspection, you can't go back and ask the seller to fix those things and that you're still committed to buying that house if you waive the right. So that's something that I always talk to my clients about. Unless there's something that you're 110% sure about or you're willing to take the risk, I would never waive the right in your sales contract for a home inspection. Don't do an informative only. Um, and sometimes it's tricky because competitive markets, especially up in the Northern Virginia area where I am, some sellers, they want to quit close. They don't want to fool with the hassle of an inspection, or maybe they know something's wrong with the house. And that that's the one that worries me is if there's something that they know that's wrong, that they don't really want to fix. And that's what they're looking for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So to explain to someone who's like, well, actually listen to us. I go house shopping and it's in that neighborhood. The homes are like, you know, 350 to 400. That's the, okay. the range of the homes. That's where the appraisal comes from to seeing what you appraise from in between yeah. this amount. Of that. So that way if the house is up for sale for 500,000. You already know that it's been marked way, way yeah. down. That's your choice if you want to buy, but mm -hmm. that's not what they so if you want to buy, you have to come up with the cash difference. That's the thing. So yeah. when you go out usually the, home, the banks are gonna say, nope, the house is appraised for this amount. You yeah. the sellers this amount, and I get it, if you want to spend that, you're gonna to have to make up that difference. That difference. Yeah. So yeah, no bank, whether it's a VA loan or not, no bank's going to lend more than what the appraisal value is worth on the home. And right. I did have a client one time agree to pay. It was like $8,000 extra over the appraisal value because that home met every little detail that she wanted in one. And she said she didn't care. She's yeah. like, this is my forever home. $8,000 is nothing. I will pay it. And that's the only time I've ever had a client agree to pay out of pocket to cover the difference. Usually that's when you go back to the negotiating table. Okay. So if you... Are fine with that? There's no, there's no wrong. Right. It's just saying that if you are not, or you don't have that kind of money, or you're not willing to spend that kind of extra money, that is where that appraisal comes from. And then yes. the inspection fee is that now I got my house and it's been appraised, and I know that I can get it, and I'm getting excited. But now it's that time. Let's go in and see, hey, if there's something wrong. We're right. going to hope that there's nothing, and if there's nothing, I could do more of a happy dance. And if there is something, we need to figure it out so that I don't boohoo everywhere. Because now I'm excited. I got my dream home, and right, and it's not exactly what I thought it was on the outside looking. There, it's kind of like opening up and looking at the inside of everything, like a book. You know, yeah. you got to open it up. Here's the book. It's pretty. The cover looks nice. However, the inside there are some things maybe not so. And yeah, so, that's, your, that's usually your opportunity to go back to the drawing table with the seller. And as long as you haven't waived your right for an inspection um, and to go back on that, then that's when you guys kind of negotiate. OK, seller, this is what and I'm not a realtor. I have to just you know say yeah. that just through my experience in yeah, dealing back to the realtor side. Yep. Yeah, go back to the realtor yeah. side. That's kind of when you open up negotiations again. And if you're not using a realtor, then that's for your time to negotiate. Yes. Now, our second question. Um, a VA is another, of course, VA loan. Um, I know we are supposed to live in a house one year prior to moving. So that one you can answer because that is a big question. A lot of people, it happens yeah. by that house and then all of a sudden military life happens and orders got cut and the, or your spouse is getting told they need to go somewhere and Maybe it's not your favorite duty station and you not want to be staying in that area 
or something's happening, you feel like you want to move. Right. Um, and so then it says, are we allowed to purchase? Um, the second part of this is, so then if they decide and they want to purchase a home, but the uh, their, their spouse is not there, are they able to do that? So the person, I would say the service member who has the um, benefits, because you know, I'm not the service member, you're not the service member, but the service member has benefits. But I, my spouse is now, because they are separating and they're going somewhere else, am I still able to purchase property without them? So the first question was about the VA with the year. So we move, say, we're moving to 29 pounds because we both know that. Here we are, we got 29 pounds. There's our example. And decided, because we decided, you know, you know, it's limited. We decided to buy out in town and it's not a complete year yet. What happens if I need to rent it? So the first thing I got to say is there is absolutely nothing in the VA uh, lender's handbook that stipulates any minimum amount of time you have to live in a home. You just simply have to intend for the home to be the primary residence and intend to occupy the home within 60 days. There have been times where people have petitioned to go longer than 60 days in extenuating circumstances. But I had a client one time who closed on a home and while he was still at his last home packing up boxes to move, he got activated because he was National Guard. He never moved into that home. He rented it out for the year that he was gone and he came back and he moved into it then. No harm, no foul. The whole purpose is the intent that you are going to move in when you buy the home. You could live there for one day and sell it or rent it out. You could live there for no days in this case. You could live there for a month, it doesn't matter. There's absolutely no minimum timeline that you have to live in the home. So the, I've seen the one year rule, rule I'll say, um, circulating around on the internet a lot. It's a complete misconception. There's no minimum timeline. For the, the VA part. Now, right. realtors, because we can't talk about that, we're gonna have to come back to Iris and um, maybe I'll get her to do that on Thursday at our, our meeting. Because yeah. I do know that um, certain HOA places, certain yes. cities, that's where the difference is. And so I want to make that clear because we can't talk about it because we're not a realtor. No, I'm not a realtor, so I can't speak to that. But I, but I want to say that when it says and people are going to go, oh, no, no, that is so true. What we're talking about is the VA part. Natasha is telling you there is nothing in no VA handbook for VA funding. Right. But you have to yeah. check your state by state and with your area, because then that could be some things that might be different and might not be. I don't know. Yep. We're going to come back. She needs to answer that one because that will be the second part of this. And that would be kind of cool to have both yes. sides. Yeah, I'd be interested to know, too, because I've heard different mm -hmm. answers through different, um, not only different regions, but different, uh, especially new build communities where the mm -hmm. builders will have some, the new owner of the home sign a contract saying that and honestly i'm not sure the legalities of that contract especially yeah. if you're still active duty right the second part is can somebody still buy a home so assuming we're not talking about like separating as in separated divorce but separating as in they just ordered yeah. or activated or you're getting deployed and you said i don't want to stay in 29 bonds i want to go back to south carolina <laughs> and i saw a beautiful house and i want to buy can i buy that house so as long as, I mean, in our company, as long as we could justify the living expense or lack thereof of the service member, and we'd have to have you know, a letter from the service member and the spouse stating that you're gonna go home, South Carolina is where your family is, that's where you plan on you know, putting down roots, whatever the case may be, then yes, you can still 
borrow um, on a VA loan for, because that's going to be your primary residence. And the spouse is able to move into the home in lieu of the service member in cases like that. Like we had um, a friend of mine that lived down the street here in Japan. Her husband's still here in Okinawa and they were moving back stateside and they wanted to go ahead and buy a home. And he's still here for eight months. So we just had to show that living in the barracks, there's no cost associated with that. Do a budget worksheet to prove that they could afford the home for you know, spouse and family while service member still stays here and is delayed. So it's it takes a couple of extra steps, but it's totally reasonable to do that. Cause I would talk, we've been to 29 poems. I could totally understand why you wouldn't want to stay there. I both of those areas because um, low cost of living. Cause the other factor to this is, is how much are you approved for again for VA? That it no. should pass out. What is the the oh, number? Oh, right over five thousand, five hundred thousand. And then yeah. if you live in a higher cost area, then it can go up to just over seven hundred thousand for your first entitlement. Consider yeah. if you have full entitlement. So that's why you have to remember that. So if you have um, five hundred thousand, that's what you know that the VA is going to oh, base it because this is like not thinking of California or yeah. you know, are going right. Those are so I chose those two areas because those are pretty much going to be in your under 500. You yeah. can very well buy a house in 29 Ponds and South Carolina and probably still be under your 500. Easily. You can probably buy a third house. Depending <laughs> <laughs> on what kind of um, home, home you're looking for. Yeah. Um, and if you have to go over that 500. Like Polly, because then you're not going to find it. But if you are looking at, um, you know, subdivisions and things like that, you can stay within those those areas, both of those is still by, by a home. So, Absolutely. so that, that answers that question that came in about if your service member got activated or got orders and you decided you do not want to stay in a rural area like 25 miles. By the way, we love 25 miles. I did. I, I would not complain yeah. much if we had to go back. The only complaint I would have was go, wait a minute, we were supposed to retire. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not fond of the desert or dryness and all that, um, but family source, resources out there are phenomenal. Um, the community is what made it. And your friends you make become definitely your circle of friendships Absolutely. forever. So on that part of it, it's, it's great. However, it is rural you know, area. Um, you can very well be, buy an actually very nice home for like $250,000. Yeah, even wow. less. Well, when we were there, I think I saw Ooh. one for one forty, oh, yeah. and I was like, can we? Yeah, so super yeah, nice. Homes. And then same thing, and you wanted to move back, you can very well move to whatever other state, and as long as you stay within that 500000 And you're not married to that budget, because you, if you go over, then you just need to put down 25% of the difference between your cap and the purchase price of the next home. So sometimes people will buy, use their bonus entitlement and go a little bit mm -hmm. over and let's put a little bit down. And it's not money being flushed down the toilet. It goes instantly against the equity of the new home. And sometimes even if you put down 5%, then it lowers your funding fee, 10% and lowers it more. So sometimes it's almost like a wash if you put down a little bit of money. So to, to help. So again, you don't have to stick within that budget, but this is that average it gives in those certain areas. Um, unless you're like in California, or up in DC. Um, the and those are high cost living counties. Okay. And then especially with, I'm still um, waiting for the VA to catch up with their handbook side on the Navy Blue Water Act. So okay. that's in the cap for some things and gonna be tweaking the funding fee for others. So once the VA publishes the updates to the handbook, that might change a little bit, but in the benefit of the service member. 
So it's as a whole from last week to this week's interview with Natasha Hart, our VA loans um, specialist, that you understand that it's not just having um, being a, a loan officer. You need someone that is a VA loan officer. It's the same thing with a real uh, realtor. A realtor can sell, and you can have high numbers, and you can you can find all that information when you're when you're looking for one. But finding one that deals with VA is is a key. Keeping that in mind because rules change, things change. We always are moving, and yes. someone that is very familiar with that area because even though, like Natasha said, you have this VA rule, but then you have the realtor side, and you need someone that both understands so that they can work together and um, make the dream happen, right? Make it. Ask um, lender or realtor wise, ask them not just, you know, are you familiar with the VA loan or don't ask them what's your dollar amount that you've done. Ask how many transactions mm -hmm. because somebody could sell a $3 million home and they say, I've sold $3 million. You might think it's much, but it's one transaction. Right. But if somebody says I've done $3 million and it was 30, hundred thousand dollar homes, they're going to be way more familiar with the VA loan versus that one person, you know, so don't just ask your dollar amount for realtors, but ask them how many transactions did you close last year using the VA loan? And that's something that's really important. I think sometimes people, they see a big flashy dollar sign and they get really excited and not thinking about, you know, how many times was the process done? I love that. That's, uh, you know, Iris talked about that two weeks ago, yeah. saying the same thing. And it's so funny that you both say the same thing to the VA specialist and the this, you know, money, right, right. And she says too, you know, you could be part-time and there's nothing wrong with that. But when you're doing this, you need someone who can focus on you because especially like for you and your time, the time difference and you're yeah. trying to deal with everything. Um, it might not work out the way you want it and you're wanting something and it's a time sensitive within a time frame. every document has to be done. And that's why sometimes some things don't close and then you're upset because your interest rate went up. Mm -hmm. Are your oh, fees are more? Speaking of interest rates, I have to say, um, one thing that I saw a lot of chatter about because interest rates have been in flux and at an all time low lately, um, if people ask me, should I lock my rate? And if I'm, if you're going to give me like just a minute, I have to say, yes, 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 yes. Always lock your rate because if you're working with a good lender, that lender is going to float your rate down when it drops. They'll give you a, usually like a one-time customary float down fee without charging you for it. So locking the rate only protects you. You can still get that lower rate if it drops before you close on your home. But if you don't lock the rate and it rises, you just lost out. Like yeah. none of us have a crystal ball when it comes to this stuff. So don't take it for a gamble. Sorry, I stood on my soapbox. I'm good. No, no, I, I, yeah. Right now the interest rates is a big deal. Like it's, it's very yeah. exciting. So um, I'm it sure is. you're talking about it on your own because there's some things that are happening. And I know that Jason is going to talk about it. Um, I believe he said Thursday because he awesome. is very, very exciting. He was pretty excited. I'm sure you're excited right now because you know what I'm talking oh, about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Your previous customers. And um, so we're going to end on that note. I think that was pretty good, right? We got a lot of that, was yeah. that came in. Thank you for the questions. I, your yeah. question, you. right? Keep posting yes. those questions. We, we like those questions coming in. It helps. Make I do. Okay, so we will come back to this in September because I have some things happening for the rest of this month. Oh, you're traveling, aren't you? 
Yeah, well, I'm going to be traveling, yes, okay. next week. But um, I will have, I will be in our office, not in my home, um, because Leslie, I love her. She, she was my, my co-chair and our, one of our employees. But back in May, we announced that she will be moving on. She is. And we're so happy and proud of her. Yes. Um, so I'm doing the lives on Tuesday for military home base. And so I'm kind of home base. <laughs> yeah, I'm entering out. So we're going to have a little special guest next week. And they're going to meet us in the office and talk about oh. Things with the same thing like I'm talking about with you, but it's different. Everything that relates to home buying or home insurance and um, questions that come our way. And I said, you know, we really need to like questions because they keep coming and, um, and it's very helpful so that I post it to her clients. So people can help with their clients. So, yep. good, good. So, I'm going to come back to you um, in two weeks. Um, so that we can do September and uh, I'll be some yep. more lives with Natasha Hart. Yes. In two weeks, I'll be jet lagged. I'll be coming back Tuesday from a flight from Seoul, South Korea. I'll um, get back in the morning, I'll get back late afternoon. So I'm going to stay up just so yeah. we can do it. Yes. You, you can drink coffee. Lots I'll of coffee. I'll do my, I have, you know, I have my Oki cups that all my girlfriends send me. I have a whole collection of them. So I'll get my out and drink coffee with you. Okay. All right. Sounds perfect. <laughs> Well, love you lots. Thank you for having me. And thank you all for tuning in. And have a wonderful, wonderful day.